Welcome to the Inner Source Healing Podcast, the program about healing from toxic abuse. My name is Deborah Ashway. I am a licensed clinical mental health therapist and also a licensed clinical addictions specialist. But I have also been where you are now and have experienced the devastating effects of toxic abuse. It has been a long journey through the path of healing, but when we finally awaken from the trance that is so easy to fall into around toxic people, life can be absolutely amazing. It's like you can finally breathe and live and experience life in full, vivid, extraordinary color. And I want to help people get there by healing from the dependency, the codependency, the trauma bonding, and the abuse. The healing process brings us through those long-standing false perceptions that held us back from experiencing a more fulfilling and meaningful life. Today's episode is about boundaries. Today we're going to be talking about boundaries. Boundaries are fundamentally one of the single most important things to focus on in toxic relationships. Boundaries are what toxic and controlling people want to break down. They want to get through your boundaries so that they can control you. But boundaries are extremely important in life in general. Boundaries form and define space and energy. They define everything. Contrast. If you think about it, everything in nature has boundaries. Think about think about one thing in nature that doesn't have boundaries. Everything has boundaries. It is imperative to have boundaries. It's not only okay, but it is absolutely imperative for life. Boundaries provide support and definition and clarity. It is ultimately destructive if the boundaries get destroyed. It is an ultimate destruction when boundaries break down. And that's what toxic people want to do. So let's talk about what boundaries mean. What does that mean in terms of us in our life? Boundaries define and delineate energy in all forms. So that means that what is within your space and in your control is defined by your boundaries, your body. For example, I mean, obviously your body, your body is your body, nobody else's. And therefore that defines a very clear boundary. But what about the space around your body? That's a boundary also. And, and that's something that we sometimes pay attention to. But in this episode, we're going to pay close attention to all about boundaries, your thoughts. You have a right to your own thoughts, your beliefs. Whatever you believe, those are your beliefs. And you you might be influenced by others. You might accept other beliefs and discard other beliefs, but you have that right to your choice. Values are another thing that we want to put boundaries around. What do you value? What do you find precious? What do you find destructive? Those are your choices, your likes and your dislikes. That's another thing that you want to protect that is within your control. This is all part of your energy, your time. That's yours. 
your time. You decide what you want to do with it. We all get 24 hours a day. We decide what we're going to do with that. That's energy. So basically, anything that is within your boundaries, your energy, that's what we're looking at protecting. If you say no or decline to do something that somebody else wants you to do, you're going to we're going to find out in this episode how we are conditioned and programmed to believe that we can't say no. And we're going to look at why toxic people intentionally blur boundaries. Is this conscious? Is this subconscious? Is it learned? Are they born with it? We don't know. But we do know that they intentionally blur boundaries. That's because they hate boundaries. They want to break the boundaries down. They want to take advantage of others. They want to gain control. They want to get you to do their bidding. Their goal is to obtain more for themselves, including what belongs to others. For example, money. They don't have a problem borrowing money and not paying it back, or they want control of money. Attention. They need the attention. A lot of times they need the attention of others more than anything. The admiration. They want to be admired. They want your time. They want your focus. All of this goes into your attention because if you're paying attention to them, your time is now devoted to them. Most importantly, they want your energy. This is why they're called energy vampires. They want to blur your boundaries because they want to foster a sense of dependency. They want you dependent on them, not yourself. If your boundaries are blurred and broken down, they can bring you into their orbit and have you under their control. They can also control you easier. They, they like to cause confusion. That's another, I mean, another way that they blur the boundaries. We're going to talk about that too. How do they blur boundaries? How do they do this? The number one thing that we find is gaslighting. Gaslighting is when they cause cognitive dissonance. Cognitive dissonance is holding two opposing realities, two opposing ideas. It's when we see something with our own eyes or we know something to be true, yet we have been convinced or programmed to believe the opposite. It's opposing. One opposes the other. And our since our brains can't really do that, we have to adapt one or the other. And our brains are going to adapt the one that is the least problematic. The other ways that they blur boundaries, or there's many ways, but they can they also invade, they invade, they violate. They violate boundaries, they invade your space, they invade your thoughts, they invade your time. Think about it. If you're sitting there trying to read a book or you're watching TV or you're just trying to chill out and then they come in and they want your attention. So they pop in, they disrupt you. Maybe you're working and then you have to go back to what you were doing. It's kind of like a constant invasion on your time and your thoughts. They invade your privacy. Sometimes they go through phones or journals or photos. They might invade your body. That's your body. You decide what you want to do. But sometimes they violate that. They also invade your values by trying to tell you what's important and what's not important. Another way that they blur boundaries is through lying and deception. 
They twist the truth or they withhold information. They might tell you that you remembered something differently when in reality, what they're trying to do is twist the truth. They like to cause confusion. Cause confusion is a good way to blur boundaries. If they can cause enough confusion, they can get you to not really trust your own thoughts. They tell stories that don't make sense. They use a lot of what's called word salad, which is just throwing random words in there, or they bring in extraneous and unrelated details. And it leaves you kind of confused and wondering what they're talking about. That's their goal. They want you confused. When you're confused, you look outside yourself for the answers, for the reality. You're trying to put this puzzle together. And guess what? They're there to provide it. They are going to provide that information, whether it's accurate or not. How do they break down your boundaries? Well, that's one way is they, they do all of that stuff. They blur them. First, they blur your boundaries. And then they outright break down your boundaries. They break your boundaries down by providing inconsistent consequences for even having boundaries. And this is through reward and punishment, but it's inconsistent. So you never know what's coming. They will periodically offer awards or positive consequences when you provide a benefit to them, when you give them your attention or when they come in and disrupt you and you give them your time. This makes them feel important. Even financially, you might give them your money or you might give them control of all the money or they might want your status. Maybe they're benefiting from your group of friends or your social circle in some way. They also might have access to your body. And this is why it's important to know your boundaries, even on a physical level, and especially on a physical level, because it goes out from there. They break down your boundaries and they might offer you awards or positive consequences when you provide a service, basically when you're giving them your energy. It could be, the service could be in for the form of cleaning or childcare or working or any, anything like that, but that's what they want. And you might get some form of positive rewards. On the contrast, you might experience negative consequences or punishment when you show any signs of independence, independent thinking, or when your attention goes elsewhere. This is a form of independence. When you are putting your attention somewhere else, whether it's on another person or a hobby that you might enjoy or a place that you might like to go to, any interests that you have, when you focus on that, you are, you are exemplifying independence and they don't want that. When your thoughts differ from theirs, that's another form of independence. They want you to think like them. When you're noticing something that they don't want you to see, that's an independent thought. They want you to see what they want you to see. Just like we were talking about before, the, a recollection of events. If you remember something a certain way and they don't want you to see it, they might twist that around. Or there might be a negative consequence for you having your own recollection, your own memory. And especially when you see their true intention. If their true intention is self-serving and you see that, 
they don't want that. There will most likely be negative consequences. When your opinion differs from theirs, they want you to believe what they believe. Or when you, or when you have other values, they don't like that either because they want you to value what they value. Just like when your likes and your dislikes differ. If you don't like the same people that they like, they might get mad. When you're not mad at the same people that they're mad at, they might get upset. They don't like that because that's a representation of your independence. When you like different places or different activities or even different foods, but they want you basically to be kind of like a clone of them. Not necessarily a clone of them, but just at least under their control. Very similar to them, a representation of them. That's what you are to somebody that is toxic and controlling and manipulative. Anybody along cluster B. They don't like it when you draw a boundary. When you say no, that's really like kryptonite to them. They hate that. And so why is it so hard to set boundaries? Why? Why do we find it so hard to set boundaries? Well, the reason is because we are programmed to believe that ultimately it will ruin the relationship. We have learned through many examples, maybe even years of positive and negative results, positive and negative consequences that it will ruin the relationship. It has been shown to us that setting boundaries might cause anger. There might even be violence, but anger or rage, it might cause victimization where they go into acting offended or they act like the victim, which in turn, the message there is that you're the bad person because you hurt other people and you don't care. And that's the negative cognition that results from that. And that's what we carry around and that's the programming. And all it has to do is be programmed and then you carry that. And they're good because all they have to do from that point on is act like they're hurt or act like they're offended and that you're gonna go into trying to do their bidding or trying to solve their problems or trying to give them what they need or what they want at that moment and ignore your own needs. Or you might've been experiencing withdrawal like the silent treatment or stonewalling or just getting the cold shoulder, which is kind of a form of rejection. And in human nature, that's a very deep wound. We That's a scary thing because in nature, we can't be rejected. Our survival literally depended on it, depended on others, being part of a group or a part of a family. Initially, when we're born, we have to depend on our caregivers. So the silent treatment or stonewalling, that's just natural that we're going to re- react to that, that that's a negative consequence for us that we're going to fear. You might have experienced shaming, being belittled or ridiculed or humiliated if you set a boundary, maybe even laughed at in some way shamed, like you're too needy or you're selfish or something along those lines. Going back to the fear of rejection, there you might have experienced or fear being slandered or discredited or outcast entirely, maybe from the family or maybe from your community or your social circle. All of these things can be programmed 
to keep you doing somebody else's bidding, to keep you providing and focused on the needs of others at the expense of yourself. So how do we learn to set appropriate boundaries? Appropriate boundaries, because when we go through this healing process, it's kind of like a pendulum effect. At first we have no boundaries, and then we swing over to the extreme other side where we're setting way too many boundaries and we're pushing people out. So we want to learn how to set appropriate boundaries. Boundaries are not bad. But the first thing to do, as always, tune into your body and your emotional energy. Notice when your physical energy is becoming depleted, when you're feeling drained. Notice if this is consistent around certain people. Do you find yourself becoming drained around certain people more often than not? Because it, it won't generally be 100% of the time. Notice when you're feeling resentful or unappreciated. Your body is going to know this too. You're going to feel a tightness in your body somewhere or tension, maybe your stomach, your chest, your throat. You might notice your, your fists balling up. Also, if there's a feeling of being trapped or a sense of hopelessness, check and make sure that your needs are being met. Or do you find yourself focused on the needs of others? Or do you find yourself daydreaming about a better life? Notice if there's any resistance to setting boundaries. When you want to say no, but you're finding that there's some sort of struggle or some challenge to saying no, maybe it's to somebody in particular, maybe it's to a group of people, maybe it's in general. But again, focus on that tension in your body. When you want to say no, what is stopping you if you don't? And understand the difference between setting a boundary and being mean or being a bad person or being too harsh. Understand that it is okay and imperative to set boundaries. Boundary setting is simply stating and implementing your limit. You're simply putting a boundary, you're putting a form around your energy, you're protecting your energy. This is a form of self-protection. You're protecting your time, you're protecting your body, you're protecting your things, your thoughts, your currency. It's coming from a place of empowerment. It's coming from a place of self-love. You don't have to be mean in your setting boundaries. You don't have to. You can just simply set them. Understand what they are, understand your needs and your wants and your independence. And you can state that. And sometimes it might be hard. It might be difficult. And sometimes there might be a lot of discomfort involved. And sometimes, yeah, in fact, all the time with toxic people, there will be a negative consequence. But at what payoff? What, what are you giving up to avoid their anger or their victimization or their discomfort? Setting boundaries is not mean. Being mean is setting ultimatums. An ultimatums mean more along the lines of demanding, setting demands or any demands that contain threats to conform to their wishes. It's an attempt to control. Those are ultimatums. For example, if you talk to that person, you're not going to see me anymore. Or if you do this, then there will be that. 
Ultimatums come from a place of insecurity. People think that they have to set an ultimatum in in order to get their way. And ultimatums come across as controlling. So you you want to know the difference between setting an ultimatum and a boundary. Setting boundaries isn't mean and it doesn't make you a bad person. It's simply defining your energy. That's all you need to do. You can say it kindly. You don't have to be mean about it. You can say, I don't really feel like doing that right now. Or in fact, this is my space. We're going to go over different ways of setting boundaries with different types of people. The bottom line is understanding your boundaries, understanding your body's reactions to other people's energies, your needs, and becoming okay with the discomfort that you might feel when others don't like it, when others try to go into that victim role, or when they try to make you feel bad about yourself. Because when you know that all you're doing is protecting yourself, and also, by the way, you're protecting others because you're protecting others from the worst version of yourself. Because when you don't set boundaries, you become resentful, you become depleted and drained. So you're really doing everybody a favor when you're setting boundaries. And when you know that it is coming from a good place, always check your heart and know that, then they're not gonna be able to make you feel as bad about yourself. They're not gonna even be able to make you feel bad about yourself. So always go back to your body, go back to your heart, ask yourself, am I doing this to set an ultimatum to try to gain control? Or am I doing this out of love, out of self-love? Am I doing this out of just simply trying to be the best version of myself that I can be? Thank you for listening to the Inner Source Healing Podcast. It is important to give yourself the self-compassion that you deserve. And remember that your feelings matter. If you want more information or if you want to contact me, please visit my website at www.innersourcetherapy.com.